E-S-N-Y. squeeze to, to get this one in i guess the other thing too is that you know james has been sick there's been so much going on so oh, yeah you're this just is, this is disaster week for me i'm sick i got the flu i just moved into a new apartment there's no cable there's no wi-fi i have been on i have been living in basically iowa he's living <laughs> little house on the prairie ain't it little house on the prairie but we are here I am able to record this podcast. Allison, as usual, is able to record it because she's always punctual. This is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big lie. I'm never on time. But all right, this is episode 44, the Bleacher Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. I hope my voice doesn't give out on me while I'm halfway through this advertisement. I mean... We almost thought about not doing this podcast, but with all this stuff that happened this week, it's been another insane week in the most insane MLB offseason of all time. I'm drinking it all up. I love this. Yes, and hopefully that's with your uh, Theraflu because, you know, you, you got yes, some stuff absolutely. going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's there's a ton going on. Uh, obviously, I, I would say the biggest news that happened today, just mere hours ago is the fact that James Paxton is not going to be in the rotation um, out for three to four months, which, as you mentioned on Twitter, is baseball <laughs> Baseball months are so different from real months. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird. It says three to four months, and somebody timed it out. Like, if his rehab goes well, we're talking about him missing a month of the actual season. I mean, he's going to have to build up a little bit, but... I don't know. I'm not I'm not overly concerned about it just because like we kind of knew this was coming with James Paxton when we got him from Seattle. We knew he has an injury history where these kind of things tend to happen to him. So I'm not surprised. Right. I mean, he's an injury prone pitcher. Um, honestly, when we first got him, that was what everyone's main concern was. They were like, why would you trade away Justice Sheffield for a guy who, you know, can't complete a whole season? But Honestly, he was everything we could have asked for and more for the Yankees and a great pickup for them. And yeah, they said they were like three to four months. I looked at the tweet and I was like, are, are you freaking kidding me? And then I looked it at feels another like the whole tweet. season. <laughs> right. And then look at another tweet. They're like, oh, yeah. I mean, if all goes well, he'll be back May 5th. And I was like, hmm, actually, <laughs> that's not bad. That's, that's really all not bad at considering. all. So um, he did have some back surgery. You get a lot of uh, naysayers out there who are um, saying, why didn't he have this surgery back in the beginning? Um, apparently, this was an injury that's been bothering him for a long time. But with back injuries, they really do tell you surgery is the last option that they want to do. Um, yeah, you don't want to be messing around in there. 
Right. So, you know, that's it's a tough decision, but obviously it's it's not something that he would have chosen if he could have. But, yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So um, James Paxton out, which leaves uh, that whole conversation about the fifth starter just completely blown wide open. Um, yeah, now we have a new one. <laughs> well, we shouldn't. Um you know, they basically they said, you know, the reason that they kept J-Hap is, is because they weren't sure what was going to happen, which totally understandable. By the way, I said that and no one believed me. So just saying. Alice um, Case, always right. Always, always punctual. Right. Always right. Always freaking right. Uh, so, so they have that going on. Um, obviously, they have a lot of contenders for that that fifth spot now and moves J-Hap up a little bit. But you know, they they talked about Debbie Garcia, Michael King, Jordan Montgomery, of course, your guy. Um, but they also Love talked Monty. about, um, you know, players that are currently in the bullpen, like Luis Sessa, which I don't think they should move him from the bullpen. Don't do that to the poor man. No, I've had enough of, of the flip-flopping of, oh, is Sessa going to be a starter? Is Sessa going to be a bullpen? No, he's a bullpen guy. Just leave him yeah. in the bullpen. Just leave Too him there. Two completely different mindsets. You can't just keep flip-flopping on him. You know what? No wonder he's been so inconsistent the past couple of years. This past year, he has been in the bullpen. And guess what? He had a pretty decent year. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to he's not gonna blow the doors off on the, the back end of the bullpen in the eighth inning. But, like, he got out of a few jams. We have referenced before his high leverage numbers. He's pretty good. And Max said the same thing, Max Greenfield. So any of you can, you know, look up his Twitter. He's pretty a fish, you know. Um, and he said the same thing. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Also, I don't know if we've done this yet. Shout out to Max. Uh, he's going to be starting as an intern with the Washington Nationals this year. So oh, yeah. good for him. That's yeah, what, That so. was his whole, uh, when we brought him on, I was talking to him about joining ESNY. And he was like, listen, man, like, I really want to do this, but I, I kind of also want to work like in baseball in somebody's organization. I was like, listen, man, that comes across. You can just do whatever you want here. If you want to, if you want to leave and do that, that's fine. No one's going to stop you from pursuing a career in baseball because you're writing for Elite Sports New York. And if you want to just, you know, throw throw a couple bones over here, maybe you hear something around around the organization. Someone's maybe getting moved. Maybe we toss that news to Allison and James. They break it on the podcast. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, it's it's an awesome opportunity. We're super happy for Max. Um, I'm assuming a lot of that came from, you know, going to the winter meetings. So just just goes to show that that's the place you want to be if you're looking for uh, a job in Major League Baseball. So good for him. We're so excited to see what sort of content he puts out there. And um, that's a that's a World Series winning team. They're the reigning champs. So good for him. And they did it without cheating. Aha! Oof, of course. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to get away without an Astros oh. reference this episode, did you? <laughs> Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, the Astros obviously are are still a dumpster fire. Um, (laughs) Get it? Because, you know, trash, trash cans (laughs) and stuff. But, you know, it's it's been an an interesting offseason. And I know that we covered, obviously, the most important Yankees news. Why don't we cover the most important news in the sport that just happened? Like the Red Sox just blew up. They just imploded. Yes, let's talk about this because I have so many thoughts that I haven't even fully processed myself. So I can come back to this next week and and have a completely different opinion. 
Oh, sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, Mookie Betts, uh, and David Price, you know, Gary Sanchez is probably crying somewhere in a corner because David Price is the one pitcher that he is just, just owns, you oh, know, he owns David Price. He yeah. owns his soul. So yeah, they're both gone. They are both uh, on the West coast. They're with the Los Angeles Dodgers and it was a, uh, three, te- three team trade, right? But wasn't there a yes. fourth team kind of mixed it in was, there? It but was it- really confusing Yeah, because the Dodgers also traded Jock Peterson to the angels in a completely separate, but like the, it was Kinda it was down to the second. It was down yeah. to the second, the timing right. of that trade, where people who were breaking the news were like, I'm hearing Jock Peterson is going to the Angels, so I guess they're the third team. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being the Twins, who also, the Twins don't scare. I don't know where I want to start with this. Let's start with the Dodgers. Okay, sounds good. They definitely bolstered their lineup. Um, you know, I Honestly, a lot of people are saying on Twitter, they're like, everyone's so excited that Mookie Betts and David Price are no longer on the Red Sox, but they forget that the Yankees now have a harder time in the World Series. And I'm like, guys, there's still 162 games plus the first two series in the playoffs to get to the World Series. Yes, the Dodgers look great, but that does not guarantee they're going to be in the World Series because guess what? Anything can happen. Like, that's that's the name of the game. This is baseball. There's 162 games. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, last year the Washington Nationals had a comeback win in the wild card game, and they end up going on to win the whole thing. They were the underdogs the entire way, the entire season. They were underdogs, and I mean, yeah, the Dodgers are an absolute threat. They're mm-hmm. they were going to be a threat. Now they're an even bigger threat. But who knows what happens in the playoffs? So I just have to say out there because I'm like, when did and maybe I'm mistaken, maybe just because I have been a Yankees fan for a long time. When did we get so damn spoiled? Are we always that way? Like, (laughs) I want to know, like, are we this way? Do people just see us this way all the time? Because it's really, really annoying. And I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But it is honestly like. The Yankees haven't been in the World Series since 2009, okay? Shut your pie holes. We are not we are not considered to get to the World Series until we're actually there. So, you know what? Yeah, let's, do your let's, work. Let's win one first. <laughs> yeah, do your work, get your job done, get there. That's all that matters. And nothing else, none of this talk, none of this crap matters because if we do happen to face the Dodgers when the Yankees do get to the World Series, then we can talk about it. But right now, I'm not going to be concerned about the Los Angeles Dodgers when, if if we play them, it's going to be late, late in October. Yeah, and along those same lines, this is one of those things about about the older generations of Yankee fans that really grinds my gears when they talk about, oh, like back in my day, the Yankees won every year. They were contenders. They were always the winners. If we didn't win, that was a failure of a year. Well, the game is different now. <laughs> players are evaluated differently. Teams are worth more. You can't just go out and buy whoever you want. It doesn't work like that anymore. So you Mm -hmm. have to actually, you have to give Brian Cashman credit for, even though we haven't been to the world series since 2009, we fielded a winning team for my entire life. I have never seen a under 500 Yankees team at the end of the season. Like that's gotta be worth something. And it's just because the the game is different now that other teams might actually have a chance to win. God forbid that the league have some parity. Like it's it's just different now. Yeah, things are incredibly different. So, yeah, stop being spoiled, guys. Gosh, you're giving us a bad name. 
But then again, also along those lines, switching over to the Red Sox, mm-hmm. when you when you have a player like Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. that you have to do whatever it takes to to keep that guy around. Like that that's just, you can just spend player. whatever you want. Yeah, if you want to hit all the luxury thresholds and your uh, your draft pick's gonna drop for years, you're gonna be financially constrained. Just do it because there's. There aren't a lot of players in this game like Mookie Betts. You make yourself financially flexible so that you can go out and get a player like Mookie Betts. You don't make yourself financially flexible by getting rid of that guy because you made a bunch of stupid decisions and now you can't pay him. I did hear too, um, actually I saw on Twitter, someone compared it to the, you know, Robbie Cano um, leaving and going to Seattle for, you know, uh, back in, I think it was 2013. Um and basically people were saying, you know, that that guy is pretty much seems like a once in a lifetime talent at the time. And then obviously things changed once he got to Seattle. Things were definitely different. Um, do you kind of see a comparison between the two of those or is what do you think? I, I, I don't really just because I think they're I don't think they're the same player. I also we know about Robinson Cano and, and steroid usage. So that probably played a little bit of a part in it. It was the 2010 Yankees. You had like Melky Cabrera, um, Robinson Cano, A-Rod, all these guys who were like they were steroids guys. So maybe that's a little worse of a gamble to make on a player. Um, yeah. I still, I mean, Cano still had a great, great career in Seattle. He played a lot of games. He did a lot of great things. The back end of the contract is looking pretty ugly. But of course, the Mets took that on. Because Mets gonna Met, you know? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk about the Mets later too, because they're every time I think the Mets have done the stupidest thing that they can do, they just they go ahead and top it. <laughs> and it's right, unbelievable. Right. But we'll, well we'll get to that. I'm just I I am content that uh, Mookie Betts is out of a Red Sox uniform. Um, like I said, I'm not gonna worry about it until you know uh, the playoffs actually come around and we actually have an opportunity to potentially play them. Um but the fact that, you know, the Yankees don't have to face him, you know, 18 times during the regular season is just peak. I love it. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, it's not our problem until it's our problem. Right. Exactly. And you know what? Maybe that's maybe that's an odd, you know, stance to take. I'm sure a lot of people are looking ahead and everything. But honestly, I'm just trying to take it one game at a time. The fact that you don't have to face Mookie Betts, who's a lifetime 280 hitter against the Yankees you know, 18 times, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's totally fine with me. And it's just the thing that really gets me about it is the way that like the way that he left, there was no Mookie Betts been talking for three years. I want to go to free agency. I want to get my max value. So, mm-hmm. you know, that your homegrown star wants to, he, he wants to go out in the open market. You're the Red Sox. You're a big market team. You have a chance to sign this guy. If you have the money, but looking down their their contracts, some of them are are preposterously bad. And we were talking about what was it last year or two years ago? You signed Nathan Avaldi for seventeen million a year. That's half the money for Mookie Betts right there. You didn't need Nathan Avaldi. You're paying. Oh, they have two million deferred to Manny Ramirez still. <laughs> so that's not great. <laughs> You're paying nice. Rusney. Rusny Castillo, almost $15 million a year, and he hasn't even played in the major leagues yet. You're paying 
Oh, who was this other guy that I, that I just found? Oh, Pablo Sandoval. You're still paying him $5 million. Oh, Pablo. Pablo, Pablo. You have all these all these decisions that were made with with almost no foresight to saying, hey, this, this you know, was he, 26, Mookie Betts? 26-year-old MVP, mm-hmm. literal MVP, someone who could go out and win the award any given year. We we didn't plan for this. We didn't plan that he might want a lot of money. Oh no! Sorry, my mother is texting me about the Bachelor, and clearly I'm not watching. Oh no! I ruined Bachelor night. Wait, I thought Bachelor night was on Monday. Oh come on! This is a two nights two nights spectacular. Gotcha. Because I was just saying our our little Twitter group chat with with you, me, and Caroline was popping off about the Bachelor. Ah, no, she keeps texting me. Sorry. Um, you know, back to back to the the thing at hand. Um, but yeah, I mean, so looking over to the other side, of course, you have uh the Red Sox getting a couple of good prospects. I did kind of ask for some information on those prospects just to kind of see what the return was. It's it sounds like it is a pretty good return, but honestly, like with prospects, you just don't know. You don't know how they're gonna pan out. And just the fact that they Gave almost gave away Mookie Betts is just sad. Yeah, I mean, we saw. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. Gratterall from the mm-hmm. Twins. We yep. saw him once last year, and I mean, he's good. He's a good arm. Um, I, someone from the Athletics said you're basically looking at him. If he can develop a third pitch, he could be a really good starter. But if he can't, he's going to be a lights out closer for somebody. You're talking a hundred mile per hour sinker. Like that Jordan Hicks level movement on it, like right. That's a great and that's pitcher. And, stuff. Yeah, and Alex Verdugo is no joke. He could hit three hundred any year he wanted to. <clears throat> and then um, Minnesota getting uh, Maeda. Yeah, Kenta Maeda. Maeda. I honestly, I didn't even see that part of it. I was more so focused on the Mookie Betts David Price aspect of it. But huh, okay, interesting. That's actually it's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah, um, I'm not really, I'm not really worried at all about the Twins. People, yeah. people are kind of looking at the Twins and saying, "Oh, like look at this lineup," and they have a great lineup, but their pitching is not intimidating at all. And okay, Kenta Maeda also- might not even be in their rotation. He could be a bullpen piece for them. But really, also what they did is they're relying on younger players and bargain bin pieces. Like this is the 2015 Yankees. Yeah, and I mean, they. It just it didn't make sense to me that I know the Twins missed on a couple of free agent pitchers that they were going after. I know they made a little bit of a play from Bumgarner. They made uh, a play for Mats, who I think they actually. Oh, you know who it was? It was the White Sox who really wanted Mats, and they offered more money than Philadelphia did. But he still chose Philly. But the Twins were in that mix too. And just they couldn't land that that pitcher who's gonna put them over the edge. They we're looking at maybe maybe like the 2017 Yankees, mm-hmm. where the pitching the pitching is just not there, but the lineup that's, is fantastic. Right. right, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that's a huge trade to happen right before the season started. Uh, and it, honestly, while the rumors were swirling for a pretty long time, it did kind of seem like it came out of nowhere, though. Um, just all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, my God, breaking news. And I'm like, oh, wait, what's going on? Yeah, but, uh, totally worth it. Totally worth it for me. 
just to watch the the Red Sox meltdown. Maybe it comes back to bite the Yankees in the ass. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? That's not our problem until it's our problem. We don't have to see Mookie Betts 19 times this year. Thank heavens. Yankees pitching can breathe a, a sigh of relief. Just a sigh of relief. Okay. Um, so back to some, like, in general, just Yankees news. Um, former Yankees third or first baseman, sorry, Greg Bird um, is not just fishing this offseason. He has apparently signed a minor league deal with the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> well, yeah, we predicted the Rockies and we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, we, we went really hard on the Rockies train. Yeah, we went all in. But honestly, it seemed like a really good fit for him. Um, but, you know, looking at the Rangers lineup, that's not bad at all. Um, for Greg Bird, he really actually does have a shot if he can stay healthy, which is our our motto that's, for him. That's everything that comes down to Greg Bird. Can he stay healthy just one time? Yeah, I mean he's he's going to be competing for. Um, honestly, he could definitely do a DH role. The other DH only batted like two eighteen last year. So, can he do yeah, better than think- that? Yeah, they probably plan to have him on a little bit of a platoon situation for um, first base, the little righty-lefty matchups. Um, so I, he, he's going to get plenty of playing time, as long again, as long as he stays healthy. But he's going to get a chance to actually show what he can do, which, I, I mean, I'm going to pay attention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I've i always respected Greg Bird. I, loved, I love his swing. He has such a sweet swing. Um, it's just that he never... <laughs> Didn't quite make contact with the ball as much as I would have liked. But, um, yeah, I think that he – this is a good place for him. And looking at the uh, looking at the stadium and the the renderings and everything like that, right field is going to be his bitch. Yeah, and the ball flies in Texas from the mm-hmm. start of the year. It's, it's hot enough to fly all year there. Right, exactly. And who knows, maybe the warmer weather will keep him a little healthier, you know, keep the bones less brittle and, you know – who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. There's whatever we're, whatever happens, we're just excited to see uh something happen to Greg Bird. Right. Whatever exactly. it is. Just exactly. Do something. Cause last week we were talking about how he was posting videos and everyone's like, sign him, sign him, sign him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you were the same people that drove him out of town. So Yeah, we, I'm... we don't need Greg Bird on the Yankees, but I do hope he's successful elsewhere. Exactly. I I will enjoy watching him, and I'll I'll keep an eye on him because he's uh he's definitely one of those guys that you really just kind of want the best for him. No ill. You know will. what else we have? You know what else we have along former Yankees news? Which one? Curtis Granderson retired. Oh, Curtis! What a guy! You know, I honestly, New York was where he was meant to be. I yeah, feel like he was he... so good for us. Yeah, he was so good for the Yankees. He was good for the Mets, just personality-wise, energy-wise. He brought his heart and soul to New York when he came over, and he really did make a difference. Um, What a phenomenal player. I really enjoyed watching him. I'll always remember him for having the second swaggiest roll call answer. Oh, there's the cat. There it is. She came. She arrived. Always about 20 minutes in. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, he always had the second swaggiest roll call answer behind Nick Swisher, who is just yeah. the greatest human that's ever been alive. <laughs> Curtis Granderson, though, when when his name got called, he did some athletic shit out there. Oh, yes, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, good for him. I, I hope he does something like maybe go into the Sunday night baseball booth. Hmm? Oh, that would be incredible. Hmm? Incredible. You I know? don't think we've mentioned that either. Jess Mendoza is out. Thank goodness. Not a moment too soon. Listen, like she she had interesting insights, but just sometimes she would say things where I would sit there and say, I'm sorry, did you just say that on TV and then contradict yourself a sentence later? Yeah, like what she did with the with the Mike Fires, where she uh, she sought that out. She wasn't just on a broadcast talking. She was like, I'm going on Golic and Wingo and I'm going to say this about Mike Fires. Then everybody's going to love it. And of course, the producers were like, yeah, please say that. <laughs> say that on our Definitely show. Definitely say that. Some people are going to learn that Mike Golick actually has a show. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's where this all went down. I mean, and that moment went viral. So maybe for him, it was more of a, uh, um, like a, a press thing. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, do this. So it goes viral. And then our show is going to be on top of everything. Yeah, and then you can just you know, get fired from the ESPN booth and go full in on this Mets front office thing. Right. Exactly. No, I, yeah, honestly, former players are typically pretty good in the booth. Um, I, for whatever reason, I just, she never grew on me. Um, I watched I just her didn't play think softball. it was a good fit. The three of I them. Watched, I thought a rod yeah. was great, but I just didn't think it was a good fit. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, uh, and you know, maybe this is today is uh national women in sports day. So, you know, obviously ah. to thank all the women in the, in the sports world that are doing thank their reporting. You, Allison. Yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, I just feel like she just was never really quite fit in. Right. But either way, Curtis Grandison would be great in that booth. And I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind having former Yankees teammates, A-Rod and Curtis Grandison, talking baseball all the time. Because you know what that conversation is coming back to. It's going to be oh. like a Cubs-Cardinals Sunday night game. And we're going to be talking about, oh, well, you know, did you see Glaber against the Orioles this weekend? He hit seven more home runs. <laughs> oh, man. You're right. Um, and speaking of A-Rod, I have some news on, on the A-Rod front as well. I think we both wrote this down independently, so I'm very excited did, to talk did about we? it. Was it about TikTok? It wasn't, but uh, it's along the same lines. Oh, well, basically, I was going to say Alex Rodriguez posted his very he made an account and posted his very first TikTok with his daughter. And it was freaking hilarious. You know what? He went from a disgraced disgraced ex-player to just the the funniest guy on the face of the planet and that video if you haven't seen it yet so good first tiktok video trying out one of those tiktok dances with his daughter doesn't know what he's doing just full-on dad moves like full dad mode and i just it's it's pure wholesome content yeah, I'm just, every ever since he sat down with J Lo's publicist, which I'm assuming is what happened, he has been like the most interesting man in the world. This is true. I mean, he even recorded during the halftime show. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's what I was gonna say. So yeah. J Lo did the halftime show. She killed it. Her and Shakira oh. both killed it. It was an Crushed incredible it. show. Um But A Rod is just he is the happiest person in the world being this like sports icon the face of baseball for so many years 
but he is just so happy being in JLo's shadow. Well, it's for once he's not the center of attention and he you can just tell he relishes it. He's like he's so into being a trophy husband. Like Yeah. Cause you know she is she is so out of his league as a human being. Right, exactly. And then, you know, you sit there and you're like, Oh, he's probably not enjoying like not being the center of attention. Well, guess what? He was the center of attention for years when people were yelling at him for using uh PEDs. Yeah, everyone hated him. Right. So you know what? For once, he's not in the spotlight. For him, maybe the spotlight means being yelled at. So for him right now, he's like, you know what? My my wifey's up there just just kicking ass. And I am I'm a retired baseball player with millions of dollars. I can actually enjoy myself because they're focused on her. So let yeah, life them focus is good on her. right now. Life is good. He is living the dream like he's not in the headlines like he used to be back when he was a player. Now he's just like, hey, this is my wifey. I'm going to follow her. Good for you, A-Rod. Good for you. Yeah, he actually just posted. Um, It was like a pseudo documentary. It was like a one minute video of behind the scenes stuff of J-Lo getting ready for the halftime show. I mean, I've never seen anybody having more fun. I'll, have to, I'll send it to you after we're done recording. But I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I've never seen anybody have more fun just being on the sidelines. Right, exactly. And I think I think it just goes back to like for once in his life, he's not the center of attention and he's not being interviewed. And they're asking him, did you ever use PEDs? You lied about using PEDs. You did this. You did this. Now it's just. What's up with J-Lo? Yeah, exactly. You know what? I, I think that was a really good move for him. <laughs> mm. I have one one more bit of Yankees news. I don't know if you have anything else. This happened almost a week ago now because our episodes are always so poorly timed that the wild shit pops off the day after we record. Of course. ESPN did a little ranking of the lineups in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. They rated the Yankees lineup ninth. Interesting. Ninth. The Mets were higher than us. Could you imagine... Writing an article that says, you know what? I think the Mets have a better offense than the New York Yankees. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know who who in their right mind would, would say that. I don't remember who wrote it, but whoever it was, oh, man, that was dumb. That was, like, really dumb. Wow. Okay. No, I had one more piece of Yankees news, but it wasn't that. Huh. Yes, what you got? All right. So I did want to say that um, I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday. Um, Dellen Batances posted on Instagram his farewell to the New York Yankees organization. Um, quote, I just wanted to say thank you to the New York Yankees for allowing me to live out my dream as a professional baseball player. The past 14 years of my career have created memories and milestones that I will never forget. I want to thank all my teammates, coaches, and staff members. You are family, and I love you guys. To the Yankees fans, thank you for all your support over the years. You've made me a better player and a better competitor, and I will always be grateful for my time as a New York Yankee. I'm just going to end it there because I don't even want to talk about him going to the New York Mets. But yeah, Dylan's going to make me cry. Yeah, Dylan Batances, good, good guy. And obviously, home hometown dude. Um, I really wish he, you know, there was an opportunity for him to stay with the Yankees, but sometimes you just have to move on. It wasn't the right opportunity for him, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. 
but I thought that was very well crafted, um, you know, thrown in the Yankee fans in there. Of course, you made me a better player and a better competitor, um, of course, because they booed you all the time. Yeah. Ridiculous. (laughs) The Yankees fans were so mean to Dellen Batanzas. Well, I mean, even Didi said something, too. He was like, yeah, you guys, uh, whether you're cheering me or booing me, you know. Yeah, we, I mean, sucks, doesn't it? We do it hundred percent. Suck as a fan. Yeah, I hate. That. I don't. I've never booed a Yankee before. I didn't even boo Sonny Gray. Like I was just like, I mean, I'm not happy that you're here, but you're on the mound right now. So please go throw a fucking shutout, please. <laughs> like, let's go, Sonny. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, we're obviously in the boat of you don't boo your own players. But obviously, there are some people out there, but just like hearing players as they're leaving say that, like, yeah, thanks for you know cheering me and booing me i was like see they notice they know they, they hear you they <laughs> they hear not you. deaf they can hear you booing them i'm sure you're doing a lot for their confidence on the field and honestly that just breaks my little heart i just, <laughs> just breaks it i don't know i don't even know the words to describe it but dd gregorius the nicest man in baseball throwing a backhanded compliment at us you know what like, I'm a Yankees fan, and I always cheer for him. But still, that hits me deep. Yeah, I uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate Yankees hate. I hate – we talked about it last week, the people who – every time Giancarlo Stanton works out on social media, right, like, why don't you do some yoga? Come on. Just I – think, I think the team training staff knows a little bit better than you do. I would think so, too. But yeah, no. So if you're out there booing Yankees players, they can hear you. And if they leave the Bronx on a an okay note, they're going to mention it. Fair. Totally fair. They earned it. Um, so I did just come across this article, too, from the Los Angeles Times. Um, let's see. So the Los Angeles Dodgers, a fan group, bought 800 tickets to the Angels um, home opener. Against the Astros on Friday, April 3rd. Oh, okay. And they're bringing all their Yankee fans, apparently. So, if you hate the Houston Astros and you want to show your distaste for it, I think this is the primary opportunity because you've got Angels fans, Dodgers fans, and Yankees fans all ganging up on one team. Yeah, honestly, you could go anywhere as a Yankees fan. You could just follow the Astros on the road. And you've got 40,000 best friends in the stand right there. But just the fact that, like, the Dodgers fan, obviously they're in the same city, so it's, you know, not like it's totally out of the way. But the fact that the Dodgers fans are going out and about, because the Dodgers are the ones that lost to them in the World Series in 2017. They they have something, like, really to gripe about. And then you're bringing in the Yankee fans who also lost to the Astros in 2017. And you're bringing in the angels fans who played against the Astros because they're in the same division. So that's a lot of hatred for one stadium. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. And the best part of it is at the end of the day, it's just talking baseball. man. We're all just, we're all just getting together. We're talking about the game. We're having a good time at the ballpark. We're booing the shit out of cheaters. It's just good family fun. I honestly think that this scandal just brought all of baseball together. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm sure that the Astros fans would think otherwise, but it really did. It alienated the Astros, but it also brought every single team together in their hatred against the cheaters. 
That it did. That it did. I really thought we were going to get through this week without an Astros mention. Do you think they're going to get booed on opening day? By like, their do own you fans? think? Yeah. Do you think enough people are mad about what happened that they would boo the Astros, or they would come into town just to boo them? Well, I would go into town just to boo them. Something to watch. Something to look out I for. I mean, it's 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 gotten to the point where it's not just you know the Yankees, Dodgers, and you know, the AL West commenting on it, you know, it's gotten to the point where it's the NL East. It's gotten to the point where it's, you know, the NL East is irrelevant. Like that's, mm-hmm. there's not a thing. Um, you know, the, the AL central, like all these teams that really don't have like a, a part in this and they're, they're all still commenting on it because it upsets them. Understandably. So, um, even though it really didn't have much of an effect on them. Like I'm sure that the Baltimore Orioles are still pissed off, even though they uh, they couldn't hit their way out of a paper bag last year. So <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates this year, I'm sure they're going to be mad. Mm-hmm. All forty three million dollars yeah. worth of them. Okay, I yeah, I wanted to look something up too, and my computer is being a little dumb. Um, <laughs> But I, I was looking something up about the Astros, of course, because it's one of my top top search things. And once again, it's not because I secretly like them. It's because I hate them so much and I love to see what's happening. Yeah, totally fair. I have, yeah. I have something to bridge the gap while you're still loading there. Mm-hmm. Felix Hernandez signed a minor league deal with the Braves. Good for him. Hmm. Okay. Dude just gave his entire body to the game, and he's still going. It's just for love of the game now. He's probably not getting paid anything. Oh, no. not At this point, probably not. He's just a shell of what he used to be. Good for him. Going to teach those young Braves pitchers how to, how to really find some major league success. I will absolutely be drafting Soroka in my fantasy baseball league this year. Perfect. Thanks freaking still loading but um i just wanted to give proper credit where credit was due um the gentleman who was an astros fan who um was so mad at his own team that he went through every single game and the audio and did you know uh, an analysis of the the trash can bangs you know all that jazz and put it all together on on graphs like sir i freaking salute you that is yeah, a good for you, man. detective work. FBI, if you are looking for people in those positions, you hire this man right now. That is incredible work. Yeah, that's this year guy right here. This guy will do anything. Just yeah. piss him off a little bit. I'm trying to figure out what his name was. Um, so I'm trying to go back through and, and see. But like I said, my computer's yeah, I, being very I had it written down, but I lost that too. But I <clears> also, <throat> he, he showed, um, you know what brought it up to me was Phil Hughes. Said That's why I was the looking worst... on Phil Hughes's uh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, one of the worst bang games of all time was yeah. one of his starts. He was like, yeah, I'm pretty pissed about it. Well, hey, I don't blame him at all. I mean, here he is. He's out of a job. <laughs> like, not that that was the reason why, but it could have had something to do with it. Yeah, Phil Hughes could still come back. So Phil, I think Phil Hughes could I think only come back happy. with the Yankees. Let's be honest. He yeah, has to be a Yankee. I think he's pretty happy with his with his card opening business right now. 
yeah, he's he's doing a great job. You know what? I love Phil Hughes. I'm always going to uh, go, always going to support him. Here it is. Okay. Yeah, the trash, the trash can banks, and of course that doesn't take into account the number of. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. not non-bangs. trash, not bangs, non-bangs. um, unbangs. I don't know. Uh, which also could signal something too, because you know if they don't hear a sound, that means a, a certain pitch is coming as well. If, so if it, no bang means fastballs, you're talking about I don't know. The league probably throws like forty percent fastballs at this point. No bangs means fastballs, so that's forty percent of the pitches. I don't know. That's a lot. Right. That's just that's absolutely incredible. And I I think the funniest part was the the most. Um, the most number of trash bangs was against the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, and that that pitcher got sent down, and he hasn't been back up yet. I forgot I forgot his name, but he threw yep. one third of an inning, gave yep. up four earned runs. The Astros scored sixteen total, and that guy hasn't seen the majors again. That's fucked up. So, well, apparently he, um, this gentleman, I think it was this gentleman, um, pitched. I think it was against the Astros in Houston. Um, a total of like one inning and gave up like seven or eight runs, a total of one inning. And then maybe it wasn't him, but, and then it was like all of his other times that he pitched, it was like 18 innings, one run allowed. Yeah. So he was like decent. Yeah. Except the Astros in Houston. Right. Exactly. So very interesting. Um, and like we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago with the trickle down effect, like it really doesn't just affect, um, you know, big name pitchers. It affects the little guys, too, who maybe are, are just cruising along and all of a sudden they go into Houston, hit a bump in the road and they're like, hey, maybe this guy can't pitch, can't handle the pressure. Well, you know what? There could be a reason. Cheaters. Well, all right. I think we got to wrap it up there. We're running out of time here. But we're going to wrap it up with two things. One, I'm going to ask each individual person to go leave us a five-star review. Because if each individual listener left us a five-star review, and we're all counting on you, we would have a ton of reviews. And they would all be positive. So if you're listening to this right now, pause it, go leave a five-star review, then come back and listen to the last 30 seconds. And we're going to end it on Allison met Aaron Boone. How was that? Oh, yes. I forgot to talk about that. Oh, I got time for that. <laughs> um, so, yes, I did meet Aaron Boone. I had him sign a picture of his home run um, from the ALCS. That was my all-time favorite. Um, actually, one of my all-time favorite Yankee moments, just in general. Like, just a phenomenal moment. Um, so, I, I did share on Twitter. Um, obviously, I, I met Aaron Boone, went up to him. I like to ask uh, peculiar questions that will make me a little more memorable. So I did ask him about um, what he's going to say to Russell Wilson since Russell Wilson eliminated his Eagles from the playoffs. Um, and he's like, hey, I, I have to say, like, good season. I'm like, Aaron, like, you're just taking you're taking the easy way out. And he goes, I know, I know, you know. Um, but basically said that, uh, you know, it was a it was a phenomenal run. Really, that team was uh, was run all by him and stuff like that. But now it's our turn. I said, OK, that's that's a good answer. I like that. Um, I also wore my, I didn't mention this on Twitter. I wore my Roto wear, um, that's baseball Susan sweatshirt. And 
so I get up uh, and I, you know, shook his hand and everything. There's a guy right next to Aaron Boone that's a uh, a Steiner uh, sports representative, you know, to do the authenticating and stuff like that. And he looks at me. He like looks up and he goes, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, he goes, that sweatshirt is amazing. And so Aaron Boone saw my sweatshirt because he pointed, the other guy pointed it out. And he's like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And I was like, I know. So <laughs> Rotoware, you're listening. You send Aaron Boone a what's uh, that's baseball season T-shirt. I'm sure he'll love it. Also, um, maybe send but, us some ad money. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, so it was it was really cool. I get really nervous at those situations, just like the one on one, because they're famous. Like <laughs> it's a real person, you know. Um, so I got super super nervous. Um, but it was it was very great experience. Aaron Boone was incredible, just the nicest guy. Um, and I also shared this on Twitter too. But there's a gentleman named Bob, who I found out from a, an employee that he goes to every single signing there. Um, so you know he was uh, probably in his seventies. He was on the spectrum. Um, so he was he was very excited, and he kept asking people as they came out. He's like, "Was was Aaron nice? Like, was he a nice guy?" And you know he's really nervous, and he was next in line, and he's freaking jumping up and down. And I was like, my heart just like, oh my god, it was the cutest thing. Um, goes up to meet Aaron Boone, and Aaron Boone spends like at least a minute and a half to two minutes talking with him. You know, shaking his hand, getting a picture with him. Um, just incredible, you know, treated him, uh, with respect and, you know, didn't kind of, you know, settle back really just kind of let him be excited and have his moment. And it, that was really, really cool to see. Cause guess what guys, that's our manager. Good dude. That is our manager. So yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Um, but he did sign in Syracuse. They always have at least two signings. They had Luke Voigt a couple months ago, but I did not get a ticket to that. Unfortunately. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, oh, well. So, yeah, incredible experience. If you haven't gotten a chance to attend like an autograph signing or even go to spring training and get an autograph, coolest thing ever. It's so cool. Meet your idols when you can. They won't disappoint you yet. <laughs> yet. Keyword. All right. Well, we will wrap it up there. Allison has to go be athletic. Uh, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. We're counting on all of you. Help us get that money money we got to pay for yankee stadium concessions right of course there isn't enough money in the world for that but whatever really isn't (laughs) all right see you next week okay bye everyone bye